Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. This is the podcast to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. Well, I've been doing this podcast for a year now, and over the course of the last year, there have been changes that have taken place, and as a result, some of the things that I taught in episodes, well, it's maybe not as valid or maybe I need to teach it a little differently based on these rule changes. So in today's episode, I've got a short discussion with you planned to go over two rule changes that ACT has made since the original podcast episode was recorded. When I look back over all the episodes that I have posted and released for you to hear, uh, the first episode that I did is by far the most listened to episode uh, that I've put out there. It was the one where I told my story, and then it was when to take the ACT and why. So to the over 3,000 of you that have listened to that, I want to readdress that episode. When I released that I said that there was a limit of 12 ACTs and I gave a one, two, three plan as the minimum number of ACTs that a student should take. If you go back and listen to that episode, you'll hear that I said one should be the sophomore year, two should be the junior year, and three should be the senior year. I even go back into detail as to when those should be. And now ACT has changed that rule. The reason why I give the one, two, three plan, and then I talk about how the other six can come in another place is because of that limit of 12. And in that episode, I discuss how, because you're limited to 12 ACTs, that was some of the reasoning I used in when those tests should be and how many you should take. So the first rule change to discuss in this episode today is simply that, the limit appears to be gone. And if ACT is not going to have a limit of 12 anymore, then this leads us to the idea of, hey, I can take it as many times as I want, so maybe I should do that. So let's talk about briefly why or how you might want to change your plan as a result. So the first thing I want to say is simply take the test as many times as you can afford it. Now, I know the ACT test is massively, it's so expensive, it's just ridiculous. And so you, it's not like you're just going to have a, a million dollars out there to go you know, pump out a, a bazillion ACTs. But I want you to take it as many times as you can afford it. Why? Because every time you take the test, your score might what? Go up. Yeah. And if your score goes up, you might win more money. So I really do hope you take it and I hope you take it a bunch of times. Well, since the limit has been removed, now I don't get as stressed about when those tests take place. In in the old episode, I gave a lot of reasons why I don't want the test to be earlier than the sophomore year. Well, a lot of those reasons are still valid. I think students get too caught up in what they score their eighth grade year, seventh grade year, ninth grade year, whatever, and it doesn't really matter. And I even tell you in episode one, 
If you go back to podcast.chuckrunner.com forward slash one to episode one or on your podcast players, go to one. I, I give a lot of reasons about even the sophomore year. When you take it, I don't really want you to worry about your score. I want that first time to, I even said it in the episode. I want that first time to punish you. I want you to be like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. So now I'm going to take a little bit different approach since you can take it as many times you want. Let's say it this way now. At a minimum, I want the first test to be your sophomore year. I do still like that sophomore year test being the December, April, or June national so you can order it and you can see what you got right or wrong. I do still like that. But frankly, now that you have an unlimited number, I, would, I wouldn't mind at all if you want to take the September test of the sophomore year and take the December, April, June. That would be great. I would like that December, April, June to be one of them your sophomore year, but it doesn't bother me now if you want to take it multiple times your sophomore year. And junior year, there's no reason to limit it to two now. I would love for you to take it a bunch of times. And also look with early admissions, and it seems like these crazy colleges just keep pushing these admissions back earlier and earlier and earlier. So with these early admissions, hey, there's nothing wrong again with trying to get more ACTs in so you can get used to it you know what it's like, and you can prepare better. So when I give the one, two, three plan of one the sophomore year, twice the junior year, I just want to say it clearly that to me, that is a minimum again. And now since they raise a limit, I'm all for taking a whole bunch more than that. The senior year, the three, it still does apply in that you've got September, October, December. We definitely want those three because those are the three national ACTs before the priority deadlines on many of the scholarships. Now, I know that many that listen to this episode may not listen to all of the other episodes that I've given. And so the priority deadline, I talk about this in the scholarship uh, four-part scholarship series, is, series, which was episodes 13 through 16. I've talked about it on a few others as well. But just remember that priority deadlines simply mean that they do give money after that deadline if money remains. Now, some deadlines are firm deadlines, which means the money must be given or only applications by that firm deadline will be considered. But knowing that many scholarships are given after the priority deadlines, I love taking ACTs through the second semester of the senior year. And if you're applying for a million scholarships like we talk about, then we know some due dates are going to be the second semester of the senior year or even the summer. So how does the rule change affect this whole story? I'm just going to summarize it again with what I said at the beginning. Take the test as many times you can, as many times you can afford it. And every time you raise your score, then you might be able to win more money. What will I do with mine? I've got, uh, you know, I've got some younger kids coming up. We've got two fifth graders, a uh, fourth grader, uh, a couple third graders, and then my newborn. Uh, if the rules stay the same as they are right now, I'm probably going to have my kids take the test at least the uh, in the fall semester of the sophomore year and in the spring semester of the sophomore year. I probably will change and do at least two, maybe three, maybe more. It kind of depends on how, you know, I don't know how their academics go and if I think we're going to gain anything from that. But I can tell you that I will definitely have them do one in the spring semester, one in the fall semester, or yeah, yeah, one in both semesters of the sophomore year. 
if I feel like academically they can handle it, uh, they maybe are a little, if they were a little advanced in their academics, yeah, I probably, we're going to probably start even taking one the freshman year. And I will tell them, look, we're not going to worry about what your score is. It's just going to be one of those things. We're going to go in and get punished by it and kind of realize, oh my gosh, this is really difficult. And I'm going to tell them, hey, don't share your scores with your friends. Your friends don't need to know what you made. It doesn't even matter. And you don't need to be asking them what they made. So because the limit has been removed, I am now much more open to taking more ACTs and earlier ACTs. Now, before I give you the other rule change, let me just go ahead and address what I know some are thinking. Some of you are thinking, wait, this is not good to take the test all these times. This gets frowned upon by colleges. You should never do this. You should take it once, maybe twice. And I have referenced this one time in an episode last year. Um, but I'm going to do next week's episode. I'm going to cover this if, uh, if I keep my plan the same. But I'm going to cover how to handle that and why it doesn't matter. You can take tests as many times you want and it doesn't matter. So uh, I'll save that for next week. That's uh, part of the plan for next week's episode unless something changes. But I've got that coming up, the explanation for that uh, pretty soon. So the one, two, three plan is at a minimum. Uh, beyond that, I definitely want you to take the test a bunch and nothing would make me happier than if someone broke my 18 ACT test in high school uh, number. I think that would be amazing. So yeah, just go take that test and it's okay. If you do poorly, don't worry about it. You just keep taking it. And the more you do it, the better you're going to be. I've said, I've said many times in the workshops, you know, if some of you are finishing your basketball seasons right now, if you're listening to this live and that team that just beat you, if you played that team every single game, you would learn what they do. You would know exactly what their tendencies are, what they like to do, and you would change accordingly and you would get better and you would play that team better. And so that's kind of the whole key with the ACT. It's the same opponent every time. Make sure you keep playing the game. And if you do, I have no doubt, man, you're going to get better at it and it's going to be okay. You can beat this test. You got, you got to just breathe a little bit. I think some of us get so uptight that man we can't even breathe about that it's okay and uh you know uh, it, it, you're gonna be all right you're gonna be able to do this i kind of i kind of just smile and chuckle when i uh, talk about this with people because some people are like no it's not okay yes it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay take the test see what happens it's gonna be fine and it's interesting because my daughter casey just took her test for nursing school today and so I'm, I'm, I'm having to have these same things with her, you know, and yes, a few tears have been shed in my home in the last few days over this test, but I'm telling her it's going to be okay. In case you don't worry about it, you do your best and you just, you let God do the rest. You just take care of whatever, whatever's to be is to be. And you know, if, if you do your best and you work hard, then that's all you can do. So I'm going to tell you the same with the ACT. It's the same thing I'm telling her here at our house. It's going to be Okay do your best, prepare, and then you see what happens. So uh, don't, don't just take the ACT one or two times and go, hey, I, I gave it my all because no, you didn't give it your all if you only took the test one or two times. I mean, unless that was all you could afford, then yes, indeed, it was your all. But let's go. Let's take the test as many times as we can. So that's rule change number one uh, that I need to uh, kind of update from episode one, which was, uh, it was released February 13th of 2020. So it's been quite some time. Now, here's another rule change that I need to address, and that was an episode I did on April 16th of 2020. 
And it was episode 10. If you go to podcast.chadkerger.com forward slash 10, it was the right way to keep time on the ACT. And I talk all about how you bring a watch to the test, how you keep time. Uh, you know, you, you do your own timing. You never use a clock in the room. You never listen to the five minute call. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. It's again, episode 10, the right way to keep time on the ACT. It was a simple way that I created on my own when I was in high school because I got tired of listening to five minute calls and looking at clocks in the room and all the distractions and the crazy things that go on. I've got too much going on in my mind. It's like, I would look up at the clock during the test. I start conversation with myself, you know, I start working out all kinds of issues and stuff. So, you know, you don't want to do that. And I finally just created that way of keeping time with my watch. And I taught that in episode 10. Well, in that episode, I tell you that your watch, I say it cannot be a smartwatch. It can't make noise. It must stay on your wrist. And I kind of go through all the details behind that. So the rule has changed on keeping the time and I'm going to read it to you. Now, this comes out of the spring 2021. It's the ACT, ACT test administration manual for state testing, district testing, online testing, standard time accommodations. This is the booklet that schools are using right now. And I am going to read to you. Uh, what it says. Examinee timepieces. I'm reading word for word out of the manual. Examinees may have a personal timepiece such as a watch, timer, or stopwatch, provided it is on the desk, not a distraction to others, not a prohibited device, such as smartwatches, fitness bands. The key thing here is it says on the desk. So in the old days, when I took ACTs in high school, I always took my watch off of my wrist and I laid it on my desk beside me. And I would test using my 12 noon time strategy that I taught you. Well, ACD changed that rule and said the watch must stay on your wrist. Well, now, according to this, it has been changed back. And now, not only has it been changed back, they have updated it to say it must be on the desk. So now, according to the way this is written, you'll have to take your watch off and you must lay it on the desk to keep time. And so uh, that's just something that's an, a rule change and that updates from episode 10. And I wanted to make sure I cover that with you because I'm sure if you listen to that episode, you're going to think, oh, I got to keep it on my, on my wrist. And then you're going to get to your test and they're going to say, nope, lay it on the desk. So there you go. That's two rule changes that have taken place over the last year of this podcast. It's going to be interesting when we get two, three, four years down the road on this, assuming I've still got these episodes uh, kicking out, that we're going to look back and go, oh, now that rule's changed. And oh, this is different now because we certainly can do that over the last uh, several years, uh, things that ACT is doing differently. So that's an update to episode one and episode 10 on when to take the ACT and why and the right way to keep the time on the ACT. I hope you find that helpful and that gives you some good information going forward. Next week, my plan again is to talk about how you control your test scores. And so it'll, it'll be an interesting one. And I think many of you probably have never heard of this or even knew it was possible to do. And so I will get that out to you next week. 
If you are listening to this live, I've got 24 workshops left before the April test. And I'm going to be all over. I mean, a bunch of states. I'm going to have a whole week in Nebraska coming up. I've got Arkansas, Missouri. I'm going to be up in Houston High School, Missouri coming up. Love going up there. Great people there. I've got Texas. I've got all kinds of classes coming. So you can go to calendar.chadcargill.com and see all of those been getting a ton of orders for prep books from all over as well. And you can order that right on my website, chadcargill.com. You know, I always just kind of joke about it. I say, Hey, now that book's not going to help you sitting on the shelf. You got to actually practice with it. So if you get the book, make sure you spend a little bit of time with it and practice. And if you want to see, uh, all the information, uh, about my workshops, uh, my everything, you'll find it all on chadcargill.com. Hey, thanks for spending another week listening to the podcast And I hope you'll continue to join us. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with somebody, let somebody know, and maybe they would like to listen too. If you're listening on any of your podcast apps, hey, subscribe to the podcast. And that way it'll always pop in uh, every Thursday morning and you'll be the first to find out what the new episode is about and, and hear about it. So just subscribe to it. And again, share with somebody if you enjoyed it. Hey, have a great week and I will talk to you again soon.